Right now, the breadwinner are the courses, and I've done about 36,000 in the last 10 months. I, I couldn't do what I'm doing today without that revenue on the side to be able to fund myself into going full-time as a creator. But literally every single thought that enters my brain gets put somewhere, especially business ideas. And I'll flesh it out. I'll type up all the things that I have. That way I can just get it out of my mind, not thinking about it again. I would say just make a lot of stuff and get it out of your system and test things out because there's no safer time to do that when you have a paycheck. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast where I bring you stories from fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. In this episode, we have Corey Haynes, who is the founder of Swipe Files, among other things, and previously head of growth at Bear Metrics. Corey is in a unique position, having just left his job at Bear Metrics as of the day of recording, and is now going full-time on his side projects. We talk about why he left his full-time job, how to build things and ship them quickly, why you should build something with a full-time job, and advice to founders looking to live the same indie hacker's dream. Before we get into it, I'd quickly like to thank Weekend Club for sponsoring Indie Bites. Weekend Club is a community I'm personally a part of, and it's made a huge impact on my progress as an indie hacker. If you'd ever struggled meeting other solo founders and staying accountable, then this is for you. Every Saturday, we have deep working sessions to help you get your tasks done. If you join, I've got a limited promo code of 50% off your first month. Go to weekendclub.co and enter Indie Bites as your code. Corey, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. You've got a lot going on. Tell me a little bit more about your various side projects, where your main focus is right now. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe I just caught the uh, entrepreneurial bug or have an itch to create stuff. But about two years ago, I started just making stuff on the side. I started with a newsletter actually that ended up shutting down later, but it was called the TLTR on SaaS marketing. And that was like my first entry point into creating something and sharing it online. And it's actually the reason why I created my Twitter account in the first place. And then, yeah, it's just been through a little bit of serendipity and connection between projects. Um, you know, I was talking with a Barometrics customer, actually. He was like, hey, where do I find someone like you? Where would you post a job if you were hiring yourself? And I was like, actually, I don't know. There isn't really like a job board for marketers. So I went out and, and built it. Later on, I was talking about different mental models and frameworks that I've found really helpful for my work at Bear Metrics. Other people were asking for the Notion doc and you know where to learn more about it. So I figured, oh, why don't I just package this up into a course? Same thing with B2B SaaS marketing with what we've done at Bear Metrics. Uh, I just figured, all right, I'll create this into a course too. And now swipe files, I would swipe something and I would write some notes, some bullet points about here's what I think is great about it. And then I know this is actually pretty useful because there's a few sites out there like swipefile.com and swipeworthy or I think it's swiped.co, which are fantastic sources of inspiration, but you still have to do the work to figure out what you want to glean from it. So swipe files is my attempt to build a library of content where I will tell you and show you what it is you can take away from it instead of having to deduce it from yourself. And now I've got a bunch of other things I'll do in the future, but yesterday went full-time as a creator on my own stuff. Yeah. D tell me a little bit more about that. So previously you were head of growth at Bear Metrics. How long were you there for and what went into making the decision that now was the right time to leave? I was there for almost two years and had a fantastic time, experimented with a ton. We grew about 30%, which was great for a bootstrap company. I really changed a lot and I was all over the place with trying to find different channels and breakthroughs. And really what we came to was that 
company wasn't at the right spot to really support a growth role with the budget and the engineering time that was needed to really push the ball forward. And so I just decided to part ways. And I was already in the place that I wanted to go full-time on my own stuff anyways. I think coincidentally, a little bit serendipitously, was perfect timing for me to start working on my own stuff full-time and head on to this new chapter of my life. So with your various side projects, or they're not side projects now, they're your, your full-time projects, yeah. <laughs> how do they each look in terms of revenue? What's making the most for you? Yeah, right now the breadwinner are the courses, Refactoring Growth and Mount of Smallest Marketing. And I've done about 36000 in the last 10 months. I, I couldn't do what I'm doing today without that revenue on the side to be able to fund myself into going mm -hmm. full-time as a creator. The other one now that I'm trying to build into becoming the breadwinner is Swipe Files. And to date, I actually, I couldn't tell you the revenue that it's done. I think it's probably done a couple thousand in, in revenue because it's split between monthly, annual, and lifetimes. It's a little bit more difficult for me to, I didn't go through Stripe and, and do the math beforehand, but um, it does about, like the MRR today is about $1,000. And then Hey Marketers, to be honest, I've sort of neglected for the last year. I, I launched it and then I spent a good four or five months working really hard on it and then figured I would outsource it to my nephew, who is a poor college <laughs> student and, and needs some cheap manual labor. It still does $100 to $300 a month, maybe. And it's a pay-what-you-want model, too. So sometimes I'll get a job posting for $1 and sometimes I'll get a job posting for 100 bucks, But it yeah. depends. So you've got all of these projects, so much going on now. How do you squeeze it all in? And how did you manage your time before, I guess, this week? The answer is I, as I didn't, and I'm going to figure it out now. When I was with Bearmetrics full-time, I was very much working in these sprints with Hey Marketers. I created the job board within three weekends, and then I would just work here and there, nights and weekends especially. It wasn't very much uh, work, to be honest. With the courses, I created Mounts Models for Marketing within the span of a month. Uh, about a week of that was spent on vacation with uh, Thanksgiving break. Same thing with Refactoring Growth. It took me about 45 days to create that course. About two weeks of that was spent on vacation, just heads down, creating a lot of the content. With Swipe Files, now that's really been kind of my nights and weekends project where mm. Monday nights is like my night where I'll sit down and I'll write the teardown, schedule the email, schedule the tweet thread. Now what I'm what I'm wanting to do is really go on in Swipe Files and I'm trying to get it to a cadence. I, I heard some advice from, from my friend Michael Taylor, but I'd also been thinking this beforehand. But getting into a cadence where Mondays are going to be my podcasting day. Tuesday are going to be my teardowns day. Wednesday is going to be my meetings day, maybe with friends and or consulting or whatever. Thursday is going to be my articles and guides day. And then Friday mm -hmm. is going to be my newsletter. Something like that, where I kind of time block specific parts so that I can really get into deep work and focus. How do you decide which ideas to pursue? And then how do you stay focused on it and not get distracted by new ideas or, or pursuing something until it gets to a point where it's growing nicely? Yeah, I probably skew towards spending too much time on something. So that's something I'm trying to work against. Like for example, when I was doing the newsletter, my very first project, I did it for a full year and it only got 200 subscribers and just didn't feel like it was going anywhere. I think that what's helped with the courses and with swipe files is that they're very much, you get the content work done once and then you can just market it afterwards. And so that's really helped me and my own weaknesses and my own personality, just being able to jump between projects. It's like, all right, created this one course. Now let's create another course. Now let's create a membership site. Like they all <laughs> just allowed me to be all over the place. 
but what's helped me because I have a bazillion other ideas that I could mm. pursue, and all of these came from that I same kind of idea bucket. And what I found helps is just writing every single thing down. I used to use Evernote, then I used Notion. Now I use Rome and I've poured everything over there and been using yeah. that for several months now. But literally every single thought that enters my brain gets put somewhere, especially business ideas. And I'll flesh it out. I'll type up all the things that I have. That way I can just get it out of my mind, not thinking about it again. And usually what I like to do is if I think about it again, over and over again, and it keeps coming up, and I keep revisiting and I keep writing more ideas, then I know that there's something here. Yeah, I, I think what you're able to do as well is build things quite quickly. Yeah, I, I think speed is vastly underrated and underappreciated for aspiring entrepreneurs, indie hackers, anyone who's building something. The point is to create something quickly and fast and to get it out and get it in front of people. Each of the courses I did under 45 days Swipe files took me about 60 days, about two months to get from first breaking ground and Webflow to launching and feeling done with it. And that's really allowed me to, one, be able to do it and finish it because the longer something goes on, the less likely you are to finish it. But two, be able to grow and see significant progress. Yeah. Well, what's been your biggest struggle with building your various projects? Time. I think just lack of time, not wanting any of the time to bleed into time at parametrics and working full-time at a job where I have an obligation. And so there was so many nights and weekends where I was just like half falling asleep, writing, creating something, trying to plan something. And so that's been the biggest struggle for me. It's just been feeling a little bit like kind of caged up, like I'm, I'm wanting to get out. I'm working in a straight jacket. Like I can't do all the things that I want to do. Um, because I don't have the physical time. And I'd ask you what your advice is for indie hackers who are sort of in the position you're in before, working a full-time job, got various different projects on the go. And they want the dream of leaving their job and working full-time on their projects. What advice would you give to them? I would say just make a lot of stuff and get it out of your system and test things out because there's no safer time to do that when you have a paycheck. I think the mistake that uh, this isn't a knock on them, but I was just listening to the Drew Riley podcast with Cortland and on the Indie Hackers podcast. And he was talking about how he had an amazing job, saved out 250 grand and then quit. And then basically has just been burning through his savings for the last three years because he was comfortable. And I was like, that's amazing. That's great. I'm glad he found something that worked for him. But you don't have to do it that way. If he had been experimenting while he was still at his job, and then he found something that worked or that was viable or that was promising, and then left his job, he would have had the savings to work on that thing full time, instead of doing the opposite of let me burn through my savings to find something that works, and then race against the clock to replace that income. So I would say experiment, get yourself in a good financial position, the more savings, the better, but also the more traction initially, the better as well. You need the cushion and the traction. So try to find as much of both of those as you can uh, while you're still working full time. Corey, I wanted to talk just quickly, very quickly about Twitter because you're super active on Twitter. What's your strategy or goal with Twitter? I didn't have a Twitter strategy, I think up until I started with swipe files, to be honest, because one, it was just me sharing interesting, relevant things, working out parametrics, sharing about marketing, commenting with people. I share basically nothing about my personal life on Twitter. Yeah. It's all business, marketing, SaaS, entrepreneurship. So that gives people a reason to follow me. Yeah, I think the main three things are being an interesting person with interesting things to say, making a lot of friends who can amplify you, and then having a consistent schedule of 
I mean, I think threads are a fantastic way of delivering content. They're more interesting. People are more likely to retweet it just because it's more valuable than a single tweet. And I keep it very focused on, again, SaaS, marketing, entrepreneurship, and uh, and business in general. Yeah, w- without a doubt. That, that's, that's a really cool way to do it. We'll sort of round off with a final question about the tools you use, because we, we haven't really discussed that at all. What other marketing tools and growth tools would you recommend for indie hackers? Yeah. So I build most of my sites in Webflow. I have one site on Card. I'm a huge fan of Webflow and I love the flexibility. I still really don't know how to use Card that much, to be honest. So I might eventually move off of it. It's just crazy cheap and it's an amazing deal. And AJ is a great creator. So I like supporting him. I use WriteMessage for all my kind of email capture. And that connects with ConvertKit, which is what I use for all email marketing newsletter related things. I use MemberStack on top of Webflow to create the membership site for swipe files. I've also been using Sparkloop for my newsletter uh, referral program, mm-hmm. uh, which needs some tweaking and some massaging, but has also worked really. I've gotten a couple of big wins from it, which has already justified the cost for it, where the vast majority of people do not refer anyone, but a couple of people do, yeah. and they bring in 50 subscribers each. And I'm like, all right, wow, this is, you know, glad we had that in place. All right, then. Uh- Final quick fire questions. What's your favorite book, Corey? Oh, man. Look at my book stack back here. You know, I don't know if I have a favorite book. How about this? I'll give you my my favorite books from the last three years. So I have like a a favorite book of the year. 2018 for me was Atomic Habits. 2019 Mm. for me was Ultra Learning. 2020 for me has been a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by a guy named John Mark Comer. And it's just about essentially the way you're supposed to live life as a Christian. It's also about, you know, religious, but I think it has a lot of really practical implications for kind of this culture of busyness in America that we've gotten ourselves into and how to reverse that a bit. And you say you're a podcast binger. What's your favorite? Akimbo, Seth Godin. Which indie hacker do you admire slash who should people follow? Oh man. You know what? David Perel is, dude, the guy's just, I don't think people even understand what he's done with his Twitter following, where he's come from his podcast, his course. The guy is just a machine. He's super smart, but also his success already is amazing. I mean, you just look at the success of him and you can't you can't ignore. The guy does a million plus course sales a year. He has the podcast. He does the angel investing. Many of the things we probably don't even know about yet that he has his hands in. And it's just, the sky's the limit for that guy. Very impressive. And then finally, what are you most excited for the future, both personally and business or both? I'm really stoked to start working on a SaaS business, to be honest. It's a long journey. It's a long road, but that's my end goal. Absolutely. Corey, you've been an immense guest. We've recorded for 50 minutes (laughs) and it's going to go all into a a 50 minute podcast. Cool. Amazing, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Indie Bites. I hope you feel inspired by listening to this conversation between me and Corey. If you did enjoy this episode, I'd love you to share the episode with just one indie hacker that will find it useful. It does help the podcast grow. As always, you'll find links for everything discussed in the episode in the show notes. That's all from me. Enjoy the rest of your day.